0: Welcome the deciding point, our Cracked Rackets weekly breakdown of the biggest storylines going on throughout the tennis world. It's going to be a college tennis-themed edition of the show as our team had the extraordinary opportunity to cover this weekend's ITA kickoff action up close with our CR Red Zone coverage. Hopefully, all of you viewers got the chance to watch some of that action unfold, and if you missed any of it, you can find the replays on our YouTube channel. But I want to give some of my biggest takeaways from the event. We'll talk about some of the ups sets we saw talk about our most impressive performers and then of course I have a deciding point for all of you my biggest takeaway from the weekend that I think will impact the 2021 season throughout the course of the year with that in mind Westoff give me those credits and let's start today's show with some of the upsets we saw unfold on the women's side and rarely do we ever see a top seed fall during the ITA kickoff weekend, in particular fall in their very first match. That's exactly what happened in Raleigh as the NC State women fall to Northwestern it was an incredible performance from the Wildcats. They take the doubles and then earn three straight set singles wins over NC State. Now NC State prides themselves on their top four in singles, and they ended up getting three wins from those top four positions. But because they lost that doubles point, they had a small Slimmer margin for error. Northwestern, their depth wins the day. They get the win at five and six. A really impressive 0 1 win at the number 3 singles position. Northwestern always a team that is in the mix, but we may have to take them even more seriously this season as they get the big win over the Wolfpack to advance to the Regions Final, of course. We also saw, I don't want to say quite an upset, but you know, certainly Duke was the favorite heading into Georgia Tech as they faced the Yellow Jackets in the region final, but credit to Georgia Tech, 7-6 in the third victory for them to clinch a 4-3 win over their ACC conference rival and for them to advance to the national indoors. And that's a really impressive result for the Yellow Jackets because I think all six of Duke's players currently ranked by the ITA in the ITA preseason top 125 in singles, if not all six, certainly four or five of the six players. And look, Georgia Tech has a very deep lineup as well, but did not expect them to to knock off the Blue Devils early on. Those are two really impressive wins for uh, both of these teams, obviously, in Northwestern and Georgia Tech. And if you're an ACC conference member, you see the Wolfpack, you see the Blue Devils going down this early in the season. Could be a really, really fun conference to monitor throughout 2021. Let's flip gears now and talk a little bit about the upsets we saw on the men's side. Obviously, it is always a notable moment when the Ohio State Buckeyes lose a home match in Columbus. That's exactly what happened as they fall to the University of Virginia, and I'll talk about Virginia a little bit later, but for the Buckeyes, a lot of lineup questions for Coach Tucker and his team. Certainly, Kingsley, McNally at the top of the lineup, that's going to make sense for them all season. Kyle Seelig, he's going to be playing three or four. You can lock that in now. But the other positions, J.J. Tracy, definitely that fourth guy, but between Trotter, Cash, Mercer, Luchung, what does Coach Tucker want to do in his singles, but perhaps even more importantly, his doubles lineup? They dropped that doubles point at home to Virginia. None of us saw that coming, and certainly Virginia is going to have some success this season. But they were playing three freshmen in Columbus, and that's a match the Buckeyes win 99 out of 100 times. They've only lost twice at home, uh, obviously, over the past, what, 16 season. So, a lot of soul-searching to do in Columbus. Similarly, what's going on in Gainesville was a sloppy start to the Gator season. And look, you lose a 4-3 match at Texas. That's never something to be too upset about, but it's the way they lost that match. After struggling in doubles, they win the doubles point, but only get two singles victories for a team that prides itself on its singles depth. That's just not going to be good enough. And look, if you have Sam Riffis playing the clinching match, a third set at the number two singles position, you take that every time if you're Coach Shelton, and look, Sam wasn't able to come through in this moment, that happens, but expected to see the Gators in the final eight, that's not going to be the case as Texas plays a really good weekend of tennis, knocks them off 4-3-2 advance, and look, it's a really young Texas team, this is a team two, three seasons from now, probably, we're going to be talking about as a national title contender for them to have this sort of success already, bodes really well for Coach Brown and the program in Austin. And then the last upset, the only other host site to go down. Not technically an upset, but Tennessee knocking off NC State in Raleigh. The depth the Volunteers have. They were really good last season, quietly. 14-2 losses only to Columbia and at Georgia 4-3. Uh, this team is, has made the case that it's a power four in the SEC conference, that they belong in the conversation with Florida, with AM, with Georgia. And it's going to be really fun to watch this veteran Tennessee team continue to to succeed throughout this 2021 season. Now that we've talked about the upsets, let's look at some of our other most impressive performers on the weekend. I think in Division I women's tennis, we have as strong of a top four as maybe we have this entire decade, maybe even this entire century. You look at what the UNC women are able to put together. They have ranked players sitting on their bench. They have a former number one singles player in the country and McKenna Jones, who's going to legitimately Either play five or six singles, or maybe not crack the lineup for Coach Calvis. And that is crazy to think that with the depth that team brings back and how dominant they were to start last season, they may not be the best team in the country. You look at some of the other foes they're going to have to overcome. All teams who had strong weekends as well. Texas, 4-0 win over Baylor. They look dominant and bringing in Peyton Stearns, having uh, Terati still at the top of their lineup. The depth they present there is going to be a really tough out all season long. Of course, the highest team by UTR is Pepperdine, who brought over Shiori Fakuda from Ohio State, who brings back Ashley Leahy, Jessica Fahila. Uh This team, Imachkan, I think, is the highest UTR, even though she's going to play five or six for them. That team is absolutely loaded. And then, of course, you have the UCLA Bruins, who played UNC as close as anyone in the country and who have a top three in Forbes and Bolton and Jada Hart that if you ask any coach in the country, uh, you can sign up for that top three right now, they would say yes. And so I just think in the, s- the strength at the top of the lineup for these four schools, we are going to see some absolute battles, folks. And I mean, look, UNC dropped, I think, 16 games in total during one of their matches this and Not like a set, not like a, you know, a, a match. 16 games total between their six singles flights. I don't think anyone lost more than three games. That's ridiculous. And they're probably still my favorite given the veteran you know given that they have so many seniors at the top of the line the experience they've all had but oh we are in for a treat this year in terms of the quality of play we are going to see in women's tennis all of that was reflected in the results we saw this weekend Now let's talk a little bit about some of our men's most impressive performances, TCU, all business down in Fort Worth. And yes, they didn't end up facing Wake Forest, who was down five of their top six players this weekend. And more on that story in a great shot podcast we'll have later this week. But look, they didn't drop a point all weekend long. They won the doubles point. They won their singles matches. Their depth shine through as it has these past six months of competition for Coach Roditi. It was really impressive for TCU to advance to the national indoors. Of course, you look at Baylor. They still hopefully are going to get to play their match against Texas A&M, but to go on the road, beat a top 10 Michigan team for a win that doubles point, win the first three singles matches off the court. And look, Michigan threw everything they had at Baylor and that match was a lot closer than the 4-0 scoreline might indicate, but... This Baylor team looks really good. They're deep. They're strong at the top. Everyone in their lineup could play in any given position in any given match. And, you know, they have solutions. Should there be injuries? Should guys suffer with poor form for stretches of time during the season? I think Baylor's going to be really, really good. And I really hope we get to see them play their match against Texas A&M. Of course, again, UNC rolling in Chapel Hill. USC looks so good in Los Angeles as well. We know what those teams are going to be come NCAA tournament. And by the way quietly maybe one of the biggest winners Illinois because if Illinois can rack up some wins at the national indoors given the regional based scheduling of this season Ohio State Michigan not going to have the chance maybe to catch them short of beating them in the dual match season so Illinois can really get some momentum on their side at that national indoor event but of course again you look at the teams we have breaking down in the final eight should be a really really fun championship weekend that we can all look forward to But as I mentioned earlier, there is one other winner we have yet to talk about. They are the subject of today's deciding point. So Westhoff, roll those deciding point credits, please. Okay, so the topic of today's deciding point is pretty unequivocally the University of Virginia men's tennis team who have to be considered the biggest winners from this weekend of play. And some of you listeners may know this already. Some of you viewers know that I've been rocking the Who's for years now. They're probably the reason I am as into college tennis as I am. And no, I didn't travel to Virginia, but anyone who's followed men's college tennis for the past decade knows how good this program has been, how they set the standard from 2010 to 2017 on what excellence meant in college tennis right alongside of USC and you know, for this Virginia team, Coach Pedroso now in his third year at the helm. Uh, obviously, third year, you start to really have a team full of your recruits, the guys you have brought into the program. And it's pretty unequivocal that Coach Pedroso just hit a, hit a grand slam with his recruiting class here in 2021. You look at the performances of Jeff von der Schulenberg this weekend, of Iñaki Montez, of uh, Chris Rodesh as well. For them to go to Columbus, you know, I think combined they win. I'm, I'm doing some. Some quick math in my head here. Five and one in their six matches, you know, uh, Montez van der Schulenburg undefeated in both singles and doubles all weekend long. Rodesh got them a much needed third first set in that matchup against Ohio State so that they could keep momentum on their side. And, you know, again, the, it was the poise that the freshmen played with. And of course, you still have guys like Carl Soderlund at the top of your lineup. You have the luxury now if your Coach Pedroso to put a guy like Gianni Ross at the number six position. Obviously, Ryan Getz as these freshmen get better. Perhaps he moves down even a little bit lower in the lineup as well. And it's just Coach Pedroso has options and he has talent. And I don't think any of us were expecting this Virginia team to be this good early on in the season. And look, they're in a conference with a bunch of really, really good teams Wake Forest, uh, NC State, obviously UNC, all teams we consider to be in the national conversation, teams that could end up at the final site come NCAAs. I think you have to throw Virginia in that mix now, and they're going to have the chance to get battle tested all season long. College tennis is a better place when Virginia tennis is thriving and folks, the Who's are back phenomenal weekend for them again second team to go to columbus i think since 2004 and earn a victory so shout out to coach pedroso and the university of virginia men's tennis team but that'll do it for today's deciding point again we will be back next week we will have jamie mcdonald here with us we'll talk about all of the action unfolding in australia and we will be covering all of that on our crack rackets podcast throughout the week so be sure to stay tuned stick around and uh, go check all of them out either on our website crack rackets com or wherever you listen to your podcasts but with that in mind for our super producer daniel westoff and our entire team here at cracked rackets i'm your host alex gruskin you've been watching another edition of the deciding point and we'll see you all next week thanks everyone